got just one left In a world that keeps on pushing me around But I'll stand my ground And I won't back down Stand my ground And I won't back down Hello and welcome to For Heaven's Sake, a Seventh Heaven podcast. We are your co-hosts, Lady J. And the longest intro. <laughs> T, it's T. T's here. Okay, as soon as I saw that that's how the episode started, I was like, this is how we're starting this episode. Okay, I had to. I had to. And when when I heard that song playing, my heart broke because I was like, I'm never going to see Tom Petty. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Fuck, it's so sad, dude. Like, like this episode is made even sadder by the fact that Tom Petty's no longer with us. I like, know. Fuck, I love that song, too. I don't like that Ruthie can't say life and says laugh instead. Like, yeah. fuck, that pisses me off so much. Mm. Um, but, yeah. So, this is episode 620, the known, the known soldier... And the Amazon Prime spoilie is the Camden's pay tribute to Ruthie's pen pal, Marine, a Marine stationed in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what happens. <laughs> like, yeah. That's the entire episode. It's dedicated to this one Marine. Like, yeah, it's not about there's no growth with any character yeah. except maybe Ruthie. <clears throat> maybe. Maybe. Like, I mean, I would argue that she didn't really grow much. I, I we know. just got to see how great she is yeah. as a person. That That's about it. But um, it's really not about the Camdens. It's really not. And um, and and we are told right up front, like, because the show, you know, the cold open is what we just heard is yeah. Ruthie setting up a camcorder, playing, pressing play on the boombox and mm-hmm. then singing to the camera. Um, and then we pan over to a framed photo of, um, staff sergeant Dwight J. Morgan. Yeah. And it says, and like, there's like this like title card or whatever comes up on the screen that says like this, this episode is dedicated to him and the United States Marine Corps. Yeah. And then we get into the credits and then the episode starts. Yeah. So let's. I guess we can get into it. I mean, there's not a whole lot to get into in this episode, frankly. No. Um, there's just a couple of beats, essentially. Yeah. Um, we start with um, Ruthie is, we find out that Ruthie's um, been writing to yeah. um, Morgan um, via email as part of a school project, I guess, where they're where they've each like picked a pen pal if you will Mm -hmm. and they're in their sort of corresponding back and forth and just sending them letters about like their lives you know like i guess a bright spot in their day Mm 
And um, Morgan is a um, transportation guy, so he yeah. he um, he flies in supplies yeah. via helicopter, like in and out of um, wherever their base camp is in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Kabul. Is it in Kabul? He never. She never explicitly states it. At the end, we find out where where shit went down. Yeah, but I don't know that that's where he was like stationed. That's true. Or whatever. Well, I'm trying to remember because I feel like um, Eric at some point mentions everything that we need to know about him to find him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I'm for yeah. sure I I, I lost I'm, it there. I'm, I'm sure you're right. Like I I probably just didn't pick up on that nuance. Um, but um, so when she tells Annie this. And the fact that, you know, she's sort of just writing about her life or whatever here in Glen Oak. Um, Annie gets a little, like, concerned that maybe she's, like, what divulging too much to this guy. Um, and when she shares that with Eric, he's like, okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm happy that Ruthie wants to show her support for our men and women in uniform. But I just don't know if she should be telling our funny family stories to strangers why do you think there'll be gossip in afghanistan about us <laughs> yeah. i had to laugh at that <laughs> like it was gossip. it was pretty funny how he's like faking shock and yeah. awe about it or whatever and then simultaneously when mary and lucy find out that she's writing letters they about like their run life, upstairs they fl- like flip the fuck out and at that moment like simon comes downstairs and they're like you know, don't you find it weird that, like, she's writing these letters and you haven't heard about it? Did you know she was writing to him? No. And do you know why? No. Because she doesn't want to tell us what she's writing about us. Or, and here's the same thought perhaps the two of you can hold on to with both hands. Maybe Ruthie didn't share her letters because she didn't think we'd be interested. Oh, yeah. That's a sane thought. <laughs> yeah. I I realized something that I love um I guess in television and movies and stuff like I love a good turn of phrase like and here's the same thought maybe you two can grab with both hands. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I really, really got a kick out of that when he said it. <laughs> I think it's like because it's like sort of sarcastic and yeah. like sort of witty, like in that moment, mm-hmm. you know, to like pull that out and use that against your sisters. Like, I don't know. I just love that so much. I'm not going to. Yeah, same. Same. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they deserve that. The only person with voice of reason, apparently, in the Camden house. And then for Lucy to like completely just like miss the point and is like, yeah, that's the same thought. <laughs> like, Simon, such an you idiot nothing i'm really getting tired of lucy and mary being painted as these like bimbos who have nothing to offer the world when it's clearly not true especially in lucy's case because, exactly because we've seen Lu- lucy be thoughtful and kind and compassionate and intelligent it, like emotionally and like you know with knowledge or whatever and it's like she she has been reduced down yeah. to her basest self in this season mm-hmm. where she's got nothing going on except her interest in guys and or wanting to be in a relationship or yeah. whatever. And it's just like it's just boring, frankly. It's I really agree. fucking boring. I, you know, and I it's something that I I meant to mention in the previous episode mm-hmm. when we're seeing Mary and Lucy with Kevin and Ben, right? Mm-hmm. And when they kiss, they're kissing at the same time or when they're going to sit on their guy's lap. It's like, it's synchronized swimming, dude. (laughs) Yeah. It's at the same time. And 
I don't understand what the point was. Oh, look how cute they are. Like, is that is that what I'm supposed to get from this? Yeah. Again, the agenda or whatever image they're trying to push, like, stop feeding into this bullshit. Mary was an awesome character. You fucking killed her. Yeah. Same with Lucy. She was an awesome character. Well, she wasn't my favorite, but she sure. was growing. And I was appreciating her role or, like, her character during her senior year. And, and junior high. Like, I just love the woman that she was becoming. And then, what is this shit? I don't know. It's just, it's annoying. Like, you fed into the bullshit and you're giving yeah. me crap. Yeah. No, truly. Like, I mean, there's nothing redeeming about these girls. No. There's nothing. There's nothing that I can take away and say, yes, yes. Yeah. I, I remember us seeing those things about them. In the beginning seasons. I mean, how many times were they our favorite character or did they win the episode that episode, you know? And it's like, yeah, there's nothing to hang your hat on with these two at all this season. Yeah. And then with this, you know, like Ruthie's writing to a pen pal in Afghanistan. It's like, whatever. Yeah. The fact that they're so petty about it. And then and then I had this realization, too, because I realized like. I, I I realized I was experiencing a little bit of whiplash and then I realized that it's like true from the show. Like the show plays fast and loose with who between Eric and Annie has the moral high ground in yeah. terms of like trust in their kids and like like allowing them privacy and allowing mm-hmm. them to be a, like 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 living, breathing, independent people in the world or whatever. Yeah. Because and a lot of times it skews towards Annie's favor where she gets to be the voice of reason of like relax crazy jacks like you mm-hmm. know just like calm down stop letting your you know wild in you know imagination get the best of you or whatever but then in moments like this one where she's like she's like don't you think it's weird that she's writing these letters and and Eric's like well you know or or, or she says like like we should be reading her letters before she sends them and Eric's like, no, because we afford her privacy in this house, like, and we don't read her mail unless she asks us to, and like, that's not what we do here. Yeah. And she's, and then she's like, well, then make her like ask us to read them or whatever. And I'm like, this is so not Annie. And yeah. then likewise, it's so not Eric to be all like, we afford them privacy. Like, you're always the one snooping and like expecting the fucking worst of your kids, you know? Father of the year. <laughs> Like, it's really weird that, like, they just sort of, like, allow each of them to, like, get a bone once in a while of, like, being the level-headed one where it's like, okay, but then who are these characters? Are we just supposed to just, like, take it every time they, they, like, switch up their usual MO? Like, Mm -hmm. what does that say about them as people? And how, and what do we take away from that? You know? What the hell am I watching? It's so funny. I didn't, I don't think I've said this before on the podcast. Like, um, we had an Instagram follower, um, risk like comment on one of our posts recently um that season six seven and eight are the worst seasons of the show i have to endure two like, more seasons yeah this seriously shit. it's like it's like i really thought they would maybe make a change after this turd of a season <laughs> like i can't believe like that like the consensus is that seven and eight also suck although that is just one person's opinion it's not it's barely a consensus but like but the, the, but that but that's scary yeah no it absolutely is it does not bode well well for the next two seasons of this show i still have <laughs> 9 10 and 11 <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> like it's insane that we're only halfway through this fucking series <laughs> like stop breaking my ending. heart 
Don't oh go God. breaking my heart. I couldn't if I tried. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I really couldn't, though. Yeah. I won't. I, I never will. Oh, my yeah. heart will. Okay. <laughs> were, you, were you about to go into my heart? Well, go on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love can take uh, just one time. Okay. <laughs> that the I know. I said yes. <laughs> Fucking that. That. God, Celine Dion is like. When she dies, that's gonna be a fucking sad day, dude. I don't care what anybody says. You don't have to be a fan of Celine Dion. Go watch her live. You will be sobbing. I'm so excited. Like one day I'm going to I'm going to spring for it. Like I'm going to be in Vegas anyway and I'm just going to be like fuck it. Let's blow a cool thousand on these tickets <laughs> and fucking do it, man. No, <laughs> like, you fucking cry. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean her songs are like built for you to cry. But but and I, her voice is like butter. Like it is know, butter. Fuck. But I did do a mocking thing. Um it's it's bad. You know how she like hits her chest? Yeah, yeah. I did it right at the time she no! did it. And oh my, my and my mom lost That's it. That's amazing. Because I watched it with my mom. You and like fifty other people in that auditorium probably. <laughs> I, like I just smacked my chest. I was like, yes, I got it. <laughs> fuck. I mean like imagine like I mean Okay, like Barbara Streisand, right? Like consummate, like the best of all time, like whatever, right? But I saw her in 2012 and she just wasn't delivering. Like she was great. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was like once in a lifetime for me to see her in person and that was phenomenal and like it checked off all the boxes and everything. But she wasn't, like she's not anymore like at her height. You know what I mean? Like when she sings Memory, it doesn't quite like gut wrench you the yeah. way it does when you listen to like recordings or whatever mm. because she's not really there anymore. Like, you know, she's gotten older, like her voice isn't the same as it used to be, frankly. I mean, and 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 what kills me is like someone like Celine Dion, who granted is like maybe 20 years younger than Barbara Streisand, so who knows. I know. But like She's fucking crushing it, dude. Like, she can still hit every single fucking note, every run, every drill in her music. Like, I can't, I can't remember which event it was, whether it was um, AMAs or the Grammys. I think I'm not it was sure. the Grammys a couple of years ago or like no, last year. Like last year when yeah, she yeah. was wearing when that was like the anniversary white dress. of uh, Titanic. Yeah. Yes. And she sang My Heart Will Go On. Fuck. She, I mean, it was better than the first time. She fucking crushed it. Like, it's unreal, this woman, her voice. And what's crazy is, like, I mean, I kind of breeze past it, but she is really young still. Like, what is she, like, in her 50s? Is she? If that. She yeah. might even be, like, in her late 40s Yeah, at this late point. 40s or the 50s. she started so young. Yeah. Like, she was, like, 16 or something when mm-hmm. she, her first album dropped or whatever. And I, even then, she sounded like a, like a 30-year-old, That's like, mature true. woman you know yeah. like she's she's phenomenal like uh, yeah you're right i need to see her live before i die yeah like, and just cry sure. just cry yeah just like give over to the emotion of it <laughs> like fucking <Celine> on. <laughs> <gasps> deep cut though from her like maybe third to last album or maybe second to last i don't know i haven't really kept up with her like recent stuff but like the, she had a song um where it's it's literally called um like rain tax like that's the fucking name of the song and the chorus is that like she's talking about how like like um like rain and like tax like my love will be like forever like like you're always gonna be taxed like 
fuck else could even compare like love to taxes okay like what? you understand it's fucking insane like I, I'll never get over that song like deep cut for those who know it like it's so great I love that song so much <laughs> funny we completely forgot about the episode. Yeah, no, for sure. So, <laughs> I mean, guys, it's. I mean, so we weird. laugh. We yeah. have a good time. This episode is very, very dark and very, very sad. I'm only not dark, dark, but, but it's, like sad. Yeah, it's and definitely melancholy. Sad. Um, so, and it's really not even an episode. It's a it, tribute to yeah, this one. It really Marine. is. It's a total non sequitur. It's totally like filler in between like leading up to our two-part finale that's coming up on 21 and 22 yeah. of presumably Matt's wedding and his departure from the show when he moves to New York or whatever. We'll Bye, get Matt. there when we get there. But for now, we're here. So so they're all tripping about these letters that Ruthie's writing and they go upstairs and Ruthie is reading her latest letter that she hasn't sent yet. Yeah. And she um, she's, write, she's written about like each of the members of her family Mm -hmm. because she asked each of them like what they love about living in America to remind Morgan of like what he's fighting for for and like, you know, the privileges that we enjoy as Americans or whatever. And so then, then this whole, this whole part, this whole scene is like so weirdly like scripted and like not, organically yes, done exactly she's like she's like she reads her intro and she's like you can each read about read the part about yourselves or whatever so then they all take turns like reading a little paragraph about themselves which is really weird kind of but like eric's whole thing is about like religious freedom and how he appreciates that in this country like we have that mm-hmm. and that we're encouraged to like practice whatever we want that kind of stuff yeah and that and that his only hope is not that you um not that you practice his religion, but you practice religion at all, like yeah. in whatever form that takes for you. And then Annie's whole thing is about like education and how, you know, education, like we're so lucky that, that we have education in this country and that we're encouraged to have education mm-hmm. and like to pursue it and whatever, because, because if, because uneducated people don't even know what they're not educated about. Yeah. Right. And like, you know, you shouldn't and and the fact that like you don't have to learn the the message that's being shoved down your throat you're you 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 get educated to question that message and like that's the privilege or whatever thoughts (laughs) your face is like no i mean i i I mean i kind of agreed with that like that 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 her section was the most like salient to me Mm -hmm. especially given like our current political climate and like I mean, whatever, I'm not, this is not a political show, I'm not trying to get political, but, like, bottom line is, is, like, you could argue that that the biggest problem we have in this country is that we are, we are making it extremely difficult to keep people informed with the facts and yeah. with, with unbiased, like, like, information. That's you true. Know? And, and... And it's exactly what what is said in that letter, which is like, if you only take in what they let you or what they give you to take Mm -hmm. in and you don't question and you don't even know how to question because you don't have those skills or whatever, then you're just another fucking cog in the wheel. Mm -hmm. And, And that's how we get 
you know, that's how you become, you know, like degraded as a society, you know, and it's little things like net neutrality being repealed or whatever. It's like, it's like all of a sudden I'm only going to get the news if I can afford to have an internet connection that, that I can then read that in that, that news page and the stuff that's going to be free is going to be whatever the government decides is free and whatever they want you to read. You know Mm. what I mean? And it's like, and I mean, I'm sure we're, we're a ways away from that in our country right now, but it's like, but that's the clear path we're on, you know? So anyway, whatever. Um, and then about Mary, right? Uh, she says, what does she say about Mary? I can't remember. I can't remember. I, it's not about her being a flight. Oh no, it is about her being a flight, flight attendant, attendant, how she's chosen to do this thing. And that, and that, you know, we're so lucky that we get to travel freely in this country. Yeah. And that if it wasn't for people like her who have, who have, chosen to live their lives then then the rest of us couldn't enjoy that privilege that, yeah. that privilege because there wouldn't be flights and there, mm-hmm. you know and then we couldn't travel um and then about lucy she says that she's kind and compassionate and all these things and that she's chosen to follow in her father's footsteps and here i got a little teary-eyed because of the idea that like we are lucky in this country that a daughter can choose to mm-hmm. follow in her yeah. father's footsteps mm-hmm. which definitely like like pulled at my heartstrings a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then about Simon, it's all about cars, <laughs> like that we have all kinds of cars and that we get to drive at 16 and like that we have laws that keep us safe when 16 year olds are driving or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then Robbie, who isn't a t- Camden technically, but is definitely an honorary Camden mm-hmm. and who we used to refer to him as Mary's ex-boyfriend, but now he's like part of the family or whatever. Yeah. Which was cute, but also like if I'm Morgan, I'm like, okay, and like yeah. I don't know these people, like this means nothing to me. Um and then Ruthie takes it back to talk about Matt and how he's chosen to be to be a doctor and like heal the people and whatever. Yeah. And then it, uh, you know, she just sort of like mentions that they're Sam and David or whatever. Um, and that they're that they're babies, but that they're definitely, you know, even if they don't know it yet, like grateful to have been born in this country with all of the privileges and rights that that that, that affords you and yeah. whatever. Um so then they're all like beaming down at Ruthie for writing this like amazing letter. Oh, Ruthie. And they're like, "Oh, it's not gossip. It's like lovely or whatever." Mind you, this is one letter out of however many she's written Seriously. to this guy. She's like, "Oh, you should have seen the shit talking I did in the last one <laughs> when Ben and Kevin were here." <laughs> oh god. Um so then they like basically like let her send this letter and then the girls are upstairs. So Lucy, Mary and Ruthie are all talking upstairs and Ruthie's like, like regaling them about like information about Dwight J. Morgan. Like, you know, he's got a wife and a kid and, um, he doesn't like pickles and onions and and mushrooms mushrooms and tomatoes. Oh yeah. Tomatoes. And, but he loves his wife's enchiladas and all this stuff. And then downstairs, arguably, is a much more interesting and fruitful conversation <laughs> um, between Robbie and Simon. Um, before we start playing the clip, I just want to say that for whatever it's worth, and as much as we rag on 7th Heaven, I really have to give them props here for presenting a well-reasoned and balanced conversation slash argument between these two characters. Like, mm-hmm. it, cause it's not an argument, but you know, argument like in like, in like a debate setting yeah. kind of, they are 
they are going, you know, point for point with each other and they're making really great points and, you know, saying whether or not you believe with, like, agree with them and what they're saying or mm-hmm. believe in what they're saying, like, they're, they're saying things in a way that, that is educated, that is, um, you know, well thought out, yeah. you know, and of course it's all scripted. So I don't, but I don't buy for one second that Robbie, the character and Simon, the character are ever this well-spoken and thank you to have this conversation. But, but I do believe that they're feeling it as they're saying it. Like mm-hmm. they're acting their faces off in this scene. Well, maybe, maybe not their faces off, but like <laughs> at least their nose is off. <laughs> sure. So we're going to play it um, and we'll sort of like pause at certain points and sort of break up because it's like a long clip. I think the whole country is still in a state of shock. Yeah, the shock may be wearing off. Just this afternoon, I had a guy with four American flags on his car cut me off in traffic and then give me the finger. Remember how patriotic we all were last fall? I don't know if in going about our business as usual, we've forgotten what happened. I don't think we've dealt with it. The only people that seem to be dealing with it are the people who are in uniform who have to deal with it, and their friends and their families, as well as the friends and the families of the rescue workers and victims. And New Yorkers, they have to deal with it. You can't possibly be in that city and see that the skyline has been permanently changed and not be permanently changed. Don't forget about the people in Washington, D.C. There's a hole in the Pentagon. That had to have changed everyone who works and lives there, too. But the rest of us don't have that daily reminder. You know, it's easier for the rest of us to forget. I agree. And people are already forgetting that everyone on board Flight 93 sacrificed their lives to keep the terrorists from hitting another target. I think it's important that we remember what's going on in the world so that we can try to make the world a better place. So, I mean, I think that there's a little bit of, like, kid gloves here where they're talking about, like you know, the people in New York looking at the skyline and it's forever changed or the hole in the Pentagon or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I really liked the part about how, you know, Robbie's like, you know, some guy with four American flags on his car, like cut me off and flip and flip me the bird or whatever. Yeah. And Simon's like, remember how patriotic we were last fall? Yeah. And we've even said it on this podcast as we've been watching this season unfold. Like, like, it was a really weird time in our yeah. country in, in the fall of 2001. Like so many, there like, was so much patriotism happening in this like really like palpable way, yeah. which isn't bad. And so many televised like concerts and things like mm-hmm. that with all the celebrities coming Benefits out and stuff. Yeah. It's like, it's not bad, right? Patriotism is not, a bad thing or something to be mocked or whatever. But to Robbie's point, it's like, have we even really dealt with this? Like, you know, we got all crazy and like patriotic for a minute there. And now we're in this war and we've got like 5,000 troops, which is hilarious. Like at the time there was only 5,000 troops in Afghanistan. Like, yeah. And fuck my life. Like 5,000 of them have died. Yeah. Seriously. And it's like, and it's like, you know, now we're in this war and now this is our life and we're just like living our day to day again because what else can you do, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's like, not that we've forgotten, but that like, you know, we don't have that constant reminder or or we're not constantly reminding ourselves that like, this is the new world order. The world has changed since this happened. It, I mean, 
not the same thing, but like when it comes to natural disasters, things like that, like we see all this crazy shit that goes down. Yeah. And again, and then we care for 10 seconds, thoughts and prayers. Yeah, we care. And then we get sad. We do get sad. We do. And then it turns into anger after, which is talk about that a little bit more. What do you mean? I, I just, I mean, every, it just gets in, everyone gets angry at some point. Like, no one is doing things or keep, okay, first it was all sadness. Okay, so if it's sad, then let's change the emotion and not get angry. Let's just try to take care of each other now. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. even when it comes to all the fires that we've had in California, all the hurricanes that have happened, uh, last year, the hurricane in, in Puerto Rico, the uh, yeah, Houston, like, it was, it's too much. It was horrible. And, and yet people are bickering about not getting them aid or even not even being able to get them out of there in time or any of that shit. Like just, just do it. Just do it. Stop, stop pointing fingers. Just do it. Enough of that. Like I, that's the one thing that hurt my, I I guess, or maybe like the saddest thing. And then to see those kids get so excited in Puerto Rico when they had electricity back, you know, Uh, I know, I know, I know. They finally got power back and these kids in in those classrooms are like dancing and jumping around and running from like from one end to the other side of the hallway. It's so fucking cute. It's so it's so interesting to me. I was about to say funny, which it is, but not in the truest sense of the word. Like um, I think it was George Carlin had this bit about how like if you want to see humanity at its worst, like at its best basis yeah. like if you want to see all this first world shit come oh, yeah. to a halt mm-hmm. what do you get rid of electricity yeah oh yes and all of a sudden it's like you're immediately a fucking fourth world country when you don't have electricity oh yeah and and then the fact that it's like puerto rico and it's like it's this island that's off you know it's not it's not the contiguous united states whatever it's a territory and whatever and but it's part of us they are us Mm -hmm. we are them and for us to like not act with alacrity in in getting them back their electricity is to say like you guys are not worth pulling out of fourth world status. And not only Puerto Rico, all those other islands yeah. that are pretty I mean, much like, course, non, I know, but of like, course. I just, I just think like, I just think I, I feel like Puerto Rico like is crazy to me because it's like, they are Americans. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we doing I if know. we're not even helping our own? I like, know. you know what I'm saying? Like, just because they're on an island off the coast doesn't make them any less American than anyone else in Texas or the, the, the people affected by the fires in California or whatever the fuck. I know. And it's like, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's devastating. I, I, but so, which is actually a perfect segue into the next bit of this conversation. Yeah. And I don't mean make the world a place just like America. I mean, make the world a better place. And how do we do that? Because I'll tell you one thing. I don't want to go to war. I mean, I will if I have to, but I don't want to. I don't want to go either. I don't think anyone does. Thank God there are men out there like the Marine Ruthie's writing to. And there are also women who are willing to go to war too. And the rest of us are lucky. Very, very lucky. And if no one was willing to go to war, would we have peace? I used to think that, that if no one was willing to go to war, there'd be no war. I think planes crashing into the World Trade Center changed that for me. 
Yeah, I feel the same way. And although I think that it's up to every single individual to become at peace with themselves, so that there might be peace in the world, <laughs> I'm betting that we're a long, long way from achieving world peace through inner peace. But you- mm-hmm. I mean, right? It's like, it's like, I think about this all the time. Yeah. Heaven is a place on earth, <laughs> not to quote a song, yeah. but like, like heaven on earth comes, starts with every single individual person yeah. making this place heaven. And I'm, and I don't mean like heaven in the religious sense. I, I no, mean, I understand. In, the, in the definition of like what heaven is, you know, like, like if we actively chose peace. Yeah if we actively thought of ourselves as connected in this world Mm -hmm. and that I am you and you are me and there is no America and there is no Afghanistan and there is no Africa or whatever the fuck or North Korea, Mm -hmm. then, then all the only outcome could be peace (laughs) because, because, because there would be no war. I mean, truly like, but then, but then, and then I totally agree with Robbie that like, you know, unfortunately you can't account for human greed and selfishness and those, those terrible thoughts that we have that, that given little bit of power, we get to spread those thoughts around the world, you know, or, or even forget power, but like a platform, which like, hello, Twitter, hello, fucking YouTube. It's, it's just mindless chatter. Yeah. It's just mindless chatter. And half the time, like, I don't know. I don't have Twitter. I, I don't. Yeah, you're have, really good about not being on social media. I, I just, and don't get me wrong. I had it. I have Facebook or excuse me. I used to have Facebook. Now mm-hmm. I only have Messenger. Um, I used to have Instagram. I, I, but I've never been on Twitter. Um, I did have Snapchat for a short bit. Like Snapchat's I, annoying. Don't even worry uh, about well, it. <laughs> yeah. Like I had it for like, I think a couple months and then it felt so weird that I could see everyone's lives. I felt like a creepy stalker when, <laughs> which I know you're like, you're not cause you're invited. Cause it's reciprocal. Yeah. yeah exactly. You're invited to look at these things, but it just, after a while I'm like, I don't care. And with Instagram, it actually turned into a rabbit hole for me. And I'm like, I am not going to put myself on a, on a social media timing of my day. Okay. I only get 10 minutes. I can't like, (laughs) I can't, I can't do that. Yeah. 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 Um, is it a great platform? Even Twitter? Yes. I I mean, it is, but it's not for me. It is. And it isn't. But after a while, it, it really scares the shit out of me that everything that you say, everyone is policing each other. And then, you know, you're putting your thoughts out there and you think people aren't going to have judgment. And there's, I'm sorry, there's hate that comes out of most of these people that are on fucking Twitter. Well, right. And that, and that's exactly what I'm saying. It's like, it's like, yes, we could all find inner peace, right. And only put good out into the universe and into the world and like actively choose and pursue good and kindness and compassionate living and thinking and whatever. Right. But, but we're human and you can't help it. Like truly, truly, even if you're actively pursuing goodness, goodness, Mm -hmm. like we are human and our, and we're not built that way. We, we are built to have greedy thoughts, to have selfish thoughts, to have hateful thoughts. Like, I mean, I'm sorry. You can, I mean, there's nobody on this planet that doesn't have that. And if, and, and, and if they tell you that they are, then they're lying to you. They're, they're lying. You might not dwell on it. It might be fleeting. It, you might, it might pass and be gone. And then you, and then you're actively choosing it again, but that's just not how the world works. That's, that's not how people work. I, I, 
I get that. I get that. But it's just one of those things like, dude, if you choose yourself, which there's nothing wrong with that, charity starts from the home. Yes. And if you respect literally your home, you would be a better person in the end because you are going to give a shit about the person in front of you. And exactly, because because all of a sudden, by, by, by starting at home, right, starting with yourself – all you're exuding out into the universe. I mean, karma is real, right? Like, yeah. and, and, and again, I don't mean in that Buddhist way. No, I, mean, I believe in like, that. Karma is karma, dude. Like what you put it out is, is what, what get- is what comes back. Yeah. Like, because, because whatever you put out is all there is to come back. Yeah. So if, so if you put out good, like if you are good, that's what you're going to put out. And then that's what's out there to come back to you. Yeah. If you're a selfish piece of asshole, then you know that that shit's gonna come to yeah. you, and you're gonna flaunt Absolutely. that. And guess what? All you're doing is feeding it. Exactly. You're feeding because, that because beast. then you're gonna be like, why is why is bad shit happening to me? I'm the worst. I'm da 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 da. And then you're putting that back out there, and then that's all there is to come back to you. Yeah, and then you meet a few psychopaths, and <laughs> well, see, right? And then there, again, there's no accounting for like mental illness. Right. That's another big thing. Like all things being equal. Yeah, we could all put good into the world. But then what about mental illness? Like, which is a huge thing that we don't talk about enough in this country. Like, I'm sure in other parts of the world, too. But I don't know those parts of the world. Shame, shame, shame. Yeah. We stigmatize the crap out of it to the point where where it almost becomes like like it's it's like it's like he who must not be named you know what i mean it's like it's like we can't we we give power to it by stigmatizing it exactly because now all of a sudden we don't know how to deal with it and then and then and then it fucks up nine or however many people died in florida shooting you know what i mean i hate the media (laughs) like media television all All like there are times where you're just like uh what would i be like had i not watched anything what like if you think about well, it no just you you yeah. inherit patterns but but would would you read anything but, no like because that's media too you know i know what I mean? but like i don't know I, I not reading news let's say you read novels okay, those are that's thoughts also media i know just like television shows but are like me- i mean i mean i don't know how to explain you know because that and that's what, the other part but is image like, is like, image right Sure. I, I think that stains far quicker than words can, like, because you're digesting it, you're taking it, you're, there's some time. I don't know how to explain it. I don't it. know. Ask any 16-year-old who read On the Road and then lived in his car for a year. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, God, yeah. Everybody you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like media is media, and, and no man is an island. Like, if you're going to live in the world, you, you are a part of it, like, whether you like it or not. You yeah. know, if you and and if you don't want to be a part of the world, then that's when you live off the grid. But then you're not reading, you're not engaging, and then you're clueless. You're uneducated about your life. You know, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a double edged sword. Don't get me wrong; yeah. it's not great one way or the other, though. You know, it's like what can you do? Just got to find that balance. Yeah, which is like, and then that's the why people have like found yoga and meditation and shit because because we live in the world we have no choice but to live in it and to be bombarded by as much as we allow to be bombarded mm-hmm. by and then you have your moments to yourself where you get to clear your head of that and like and like you know find yourself again in the circus of life you yeah. know and and then and then you've and then you've cleansed for a minute and then you're ready to like re-enter the world and the circus yeah because that's all we can do that's that's the only way we can live life in this world yeah which is fucking terrible and wonderful and beautiful at the same time. You know and what I mean? Sometimes like, fucking bleak. Yeah, it really is. But, you know, 
fuck that that is what it is to have life and i and 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 i gotta figure like you know we only get 80 maybe 100 years on this marble if we're lucky you know Mm -hmm. it's like what what is our job here if not to be part of this world and to and to impact it in in whatever way that is whether it be bad good medium like you know no 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 net impact whatever that's that's the only reason we're here Mm mm-hmm Mm. I just dropped some deep shit on you guys right now. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> just saying. Back to seventh heaven. Yeah, so let's hear the end of this conversation they're having. You have to agree that it's going to take something more than violence to build a lasting world peace. We, and that's we the people of the planet, have to fight hunger and poverty and disease and ignorance and destruction of the environment. I do agree. But until we make significant progress on those fronts, someone's going to have to go out there and put their life on the line. And those someones are the ones who are willing to be disturbed, inconvenienced, and shot at. Fuck. Mm -hmm. I hate to believe that, but I also don't see any other way around what he's saying. Like, I mean, I don't know. Is he right? Is he right that, that until we can solve these problems en masse as a planet that the only way to have change is by putting our lives on the line. I don't know. Because, because think about it. What even, even just from like a human rights movement perspective, forget, forget war, forget poverty and hunger. I mean, those are all human rights issues, but like, you know, like like forget like terrorism. Okay. Like, Mm -hmm. like day to day shit. Right. People put their lives on the line. Martin Luther King lost his life yeah. to say what he had to say about his people in this country. You know? Yeah. Like, and, and someone had to do that. Rosa Parks got beaten and arrested for refusing to get to give up her seat. It's the only way people listen. How stupid are we as human beings? Like, I know. Humans. I know. We're, yet we're smart, intelligent, oh, and advanced. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. And yet, and we're just animals at the end of the day. We're fucking animals. Let's not forget. You know what I mean? Just because, just because our brain allows us to think that we're at, like to know that we're animals, doesn't make us any less animal. Yeah. You know, man. Yeah, it's it's rough, man. I mean, this conversation between Robbie and Simon is like for me the shining light of this episode. Yeah, it's true. not th- not that the rest of it is like dumb or not worth it or whatever. Because it's very, it's very much a love letter to this guy. Mm-hmm. But this this conversation between the two of them is like the shit that you take away from this episode, where you're like, it stays with you. you yeah. Know? And again, I'm not saying it's the most perfectly written piece of media. No, it's really existed. not. And it's, I mean, and they're not saying anything groundbreaking by any no. means. But I liked, but I in- appreciated that it's sort of well reasoned and well written and relatively balanced you know and we got a little taste of like season three or two simon when he went on this little hunger strike because of the hungry people oh yeah <laughs> when he refused to have juice or a cereal yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. i remember <laughs> that bowl haircut <laughs> so funny he's really cute um yeah so then um then the news says that an air, like a, a helicopter was shot down and that two Marines died in mm-hmm. Kabul. And 
at that same day, Ruthie gets a handwritten letter from Sergeant Morgan with like pictures of his wife and kid and stuff. And so she gets really excited because she's like, oh my God, like he wrote back to me. That means he's safe. Like that's awesome, whatever. And she like loves these pictures and all this stuff. And then, but then the rest of them know about this helicopter crash. So Eric gets on the phone with his dad, who we haven't seen the colonel in a long time. I so know. So it's nice seeing him again. I, I swear I thought he died. Because <laughs> we hadn't seen him in so long. I, this might be his last episode. Don't quote me on that. Don't quote me on that. I'll, oh, I'll fact wow. check myself for the next time. But okay. um, I, yeah, I don't think he survived very much past this. Um, so... Um, so Eric calls his dad and sees if he can like figure out, find any information out, you know, using his Marine connections or Mm -hmm. whatever. And, um, the Colonel's like, well, it's probably going to be in the morning because I probably not going to get any information. It's like middle of the night or whatever. And so then the next day, um, Eric hasn't heard from him at all yet. And the news hasn't released the names of who was killed because Mm -hmm. they have to notify the families first or whatever. So then the, the doorbell rings and the Colonel is standing there and all of of his glory with this spotlight shining down on yes, him and his uh, silver hair yeah and he's like i had to come or whatever and deliver this news in person so then he goes up and tells ruthie in person that um that sergeant morgan was one of the people that was shot down in that mm-hmm. helicopter whatever and um and I guess they crashed in like the mountains and they were and most of them got airlifted out except for him and his staff sergeant. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ruthie's like sad, but she immediately turns that sadness into action. Yeah. She comes downstairs and is like, can we have a memorial service for him tomorrow or whatever she says? Oh, yeah. And and because she's like, she's like, I I want to do this for him to make him proud like like to serve his memory in a yeah. positive way mm-hmm. like there's no use like crying about it kind of thing or whatever yeah. so then they have this memorial service cc winans is there and yeah. she like she's like over singing to the max like it's totally takes you out of the moment when she's like doing all these runs singing yeah. the anthem and then god bless america and i'm just like okay relax lady like we just needed a random person to sing this song so that we can have this nice moment instead she's like making it this like fucking like you know like football game national anthem story or whatever the hell but then did you catch that his real family was yeah. there in the front row mm-hmm. of the church that's his real wife his real kid i'm guessing the other two were his parents yeah, right parents they look like his parents and then his brother yeah um who like his younger brother and fuck man the guy was only 24 i know like when and I his younger that, brother wants to join become a marine Ugh. like it killed me when i found out how old he is like i mean he was a baby like yeah. and his wife was expecting a daughter mm-hmm. and it's just like holy shit you know like fuck it really like touched me and then um and then eric like you know ba- ba- eric basically does like a i don't know like a little like bio or whatever yeah. of his life like where he came from who his family is whatever whatever you know he loved enchiladas and all that shit and then he ends his little sermon speech whatever you want to call it with this at our house and now in our community he is the known soldier and we're proud to know him so in his honor I challenge each and every one of you to go out tomorrow and do something that would make this man proud of you. Do something for your kid or your wife or your family. Do something for your friends. 
Do something for your community or for our country. But do something in honor of Marine Staff Sergeant Dwight J. Morgan. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think was nice. I mean, it was a nice thing to say because... You know, we spend so much time telling our our men in uniform how proud we are of them, or mm-hmm. when they when their services ended. You know, we tell them how proud we are of them that they served and like thank you for your service, whatever, whatever. But it's like on the flip side, like what are we doing for them? Yeah, you know, like yeah, they're out there and they're putting their lives on the line, literally, and dying for us, mm-hmm. and we're grateful. But what are we doing to make them proud? Yeah. What is okay? Robbie Robbie is passing out the flag plus he f- he feeds. Yeah, he took like uh, like a little bag of takeout like to the donuts marine or whatever, yeah, yeah. recruitment center or whatever mm-hmm. and asked him to come and speak at um yeah with his, with, with the boys that yeah. he after school programs yeah. with or whatever. And that guy by the way was a real um sergeant yeah. in the marine. Oh, he definitely looked like he was. And then Annie and the boys, the twins, go to Mrs. Pink's. Yeah, I was kind of hoping we'd see her. I know, I really wanted to see her. It was like such a fake her. out. I was I, like, fuck, I'd love to see Bink right now. I don't know. Eric gives his shoes to the homeless. Yes. So, well, to a man. Yeah, who's at the bus stop because he's waiting for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Because he takes this bus sometimes. Yeah. And I love that, like, Eric finally shut the fuck up like instead of like proselytizing to this guy or like being like why don't we go to the shelter like he just he just took what he said took his shoes off and like walked away yeah like with the satisfaction of knowing that like this guy is this guy and you Mm -hmm. can't you know you can't do much but you can give him shoes i can't remember what simon simon um went to the bank and yes. did a money order. Yeah, because he's, you know, Bank of to Simon. To donate, right? To donate? To yeah, to donate. Or no, to the to the Flying Tigers, which is the regiment that yeah, Sergeant yeah. Morgan was part of or whatever. Yeah, and the teller's like, you're the third one this morning. Yeah. Okay, what did Mary and Lucy do? They went and they got donated flowers. Um, yeah. And they had Matt and Sarah Sarah join them. Yeah. And then they went to, this, to the veterans or the whatever ceremony, ceremony, cemetery. Cemetery and um, put a Which I'm pretty sure is the cemetery that's like off the, off the 405. Like yeah. you can see it from UCLA. Exactly. <laughs> um, it's just like rows and rows of like unmarked, like white stones or whatever. Yeah. And they presumably laid flowers at each one mm-hmm. with a little card that says like in memory of Sergeant yeah. Morgan. Um. Yeah, and then and Ruthie reprised her role as singer <laughs> to yeah. to re-record herself Won't singing "Won't Back, back Down." <laughs> down. Um. Yeah. All right then. I mean, it was like I don't know. I I don't know how to feel about it. I I I'm telling you. I I and I'd mentioned this before we started recording this episode. I said I really don't know how to rate this. Like because it's like rating it. Like I just don't know. Like I don't know how I feel about this episode. Like how many takes of that scene in the church do you think they did? Because imagine like having to go cut reset. Let's do it again in front of the fucking guy's wife and son. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And it's pretty raw, so I would believe that they probably just did one, maybe two takes. But even that, I feel like, cheapens it. Mm -hmm. Like, and obviously, they agreed to this, right? They they signed their life rights over 
to yeah. the show in order for them to do this to do this episode because you can't you know talk about a guy or whatever i think there's rules about that yeah. unless unless you've got the rights so like how long after he died did they make this episode seriously and i don't know and and imagine like two like and i don't know this so i'm just totally like pitching this like i could be totally wrong and i hope i am frankly but like if i'm Teresa and alex i think was his son's name yeah. right and it's like they just lost their breadwinner she's pregnant with the second kid like they've they've lost her husband father whatever son all that shit and a show reaches out to you and is like we'll pay you however much money to come do this like I feel like you can't say no to that in the in their position, you know. Again, yeah. it's terrible to think about it that way, but like in the meta sense, like yeah, like shit, you know. I don't know. And then and then I would argue too. It's like, was this story worth telling? Did the show need to go there? Did they sh- did the show need to like focus in on this real person's life? to tell the story like why not just make it about some fictional character or why not or why not just not tell this fucking story like yeah. like was it worth it i don't know i don't know because it's it's i don't know it's just it's really hard to say that because you're actually talking about a real person yeah that's why it's just hard and and i feel like the show thinks that like because it's a real person like it's like it's like gonna hit harder yeah and it's like maybe that's true but then also when i take a step back from it 15 years later or whatever i'm like god this was so fucking like unnecessary mm-hmm. <laughs> like it like no one needed this and if and, and if you felt like you wanted to tell the story then tell a fictional story make it real about a non-real guy yeah you know have the same conversation between robbie and simon have the same sermon that eric gives at the end or pr- speech he gives at the end bring cc winans in for the fun of it who gives a shit but like don't make it about a real guy who gave his life i don't know and then at the end of the episode they had this list of all the people who had yeah. died since or as of may 1st 2002 mm-hmm. um and sergeant morgan was listed there along yeah. with his staff sergeant yeah. Kohi or coffee Co- or yeah, whatever Co-he. his Kohi. yeah too much it's a bit much and then ernest borgnine shows up for no reason at the end <laughs> like like what kind of like weird shit is that like is he a real vet i doubt it i doubt it well so like even worse like way to cheapen it by going like thanks for your service to this random actor who we hired for no reason other than we could like so dumb Mm. Mm. so let's rate it Like, again, I don't know how to rate this. I know. I'm in the same boat. I guess thumb up, thumb down. That's that's the only way I can think of it. Because, like, the show doesn't handle it well. Mm-hmm. Here's the best way to put it. They don't handle it well. They don't, like you said, when it comes to that conversation between Rabbi, uh, Rabbi? Rabbi. Rabbi. And Seaman. Uh, and Seaman. Rabbi and Seaman. No, that doesn't sound right either. Soman? Soman's better. <laughs> Rabbi and Soman. Uh, I think I turned into Robbie because it, Rabbi? Um, <laughs> again, like you said, that conversation, that, that argue, not whatever argument, but yeah. That debate, if you will, or yeah. whatever it is that they're talking about. It, it was nicely done. That conversation was well written, but I don't buy it. 
I don't yeah. buy that it's them having this yeah, conversation. It's so well scripted that it's, it's too, yeah, yeah. Like that's not their language. Mm-hmm. This is not how they speak. So don't bullshit me. So when it comes to what they're doing for this family, I can't rate that. Like I really can't. It's yeah. the other shit that I can rate. For sure. So for sure. all that other shit, thumbs down. I get it. I, I'm actually going to go two thumbs down on this one mm-hmm. because of exactly what you just said. You can, what I'm rating is not the fact that this guy gave his life and died and we yeah. talked about him. I'm rating the show and its execution and in its, I don't know, lack of good judgment, frankly, in making this episode. Yeah. Like the more I think about it, the more angry I get that like, that like they did this, mm-hmm. like it's so unnecessary and they fucking put this family in the show. It's like, it's like here, 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 let's do a whole episode about your real life, husband, father, son, Yeah, sign over your life, his life rights, and then come and sit in the front row while we do multiple takes of this speech we're giving. Like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, and then Cece Winans, like, I'm sorry, but like that whole bit about her singing yeah. really took me the fuck out of this episode. Oh, yeah. Like, it's so over the top. Like, and I get it, whatever. She's a gospel singer and she's like the well, like best selling gospel singer in America or the world or whatever the fuck. But it's like, no, not what this moment called for. Exactly. Like, you don't need Celine Dion to come and sing at this church. Yeah. You just need someone from the choir to do a great rendition of a, of a hum, like a humble rendition yeah. of our national anthem. And then, you know, God Bless America or whatever that song is. and Or is it America the Beautiful? No, it's called God Bless, Bless America. America. That's all you need. If you really want, if you really need to have a mu- two musical breaks in this episode, yeah. you just need a humble rendition of it to to bring home the message of yeah. like you know patriotism or whatever. That's true. Anyway, yeah, two thumbs fucking down for this episode. Mm-hmm. Can't handle it. Any Easter observations? Nope. Same. All right. Well, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us at For Heaven's Sake Pod or send us an email at For Heaven's Sake Show at gmail.com. And if you like what you hear or and want to hear more, two epi- two bonus episodes each month over on Patreon at patreon.com slash For Heaven's Sake Pod. You know you love us. <laughs> and until next time, where we're covering part one of our finale. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Bye. Bye.